the co-founders of Unity wrote and taught about how we live in what they called spiritual substance. We live in uh, an, an energy, an essence that is moldable or is plastic in a sense. And it always takes the form of the consciousness that we give to it. So it's sort of like water. Water takes the form of the container that it's put in. So the energy of life, the substance of life, takes the form of the container, shall we say, of our thoughts and our feelings, our consciousness. In other words, it's, it's neutral in the sense that it takes whatever shape and whatever form we give to it. And that's why the statement, the statement that I'm going to speak is so very true. You experience in life what you are convinced is so. You experience in life what you are convinced is so. And so if our life isn't what we would like it to be, all that we would like it to be, the good news is that we can change and we begin with a change, with an internal change, a change within us. So it's those practiced thoughts and feelings of ours, individual and collective, but it's those practiced thoughts and feelings that have always been the cause behind the effects that we have in our lives. Individual thoughts and feelings have taken, the energy is formed in our individual thoughts and feelings and it shows up in our life in an individual way. And the same is true with collective. Collective thoughts and beliefs and feelings show up as what we might say is mass consciousness. And we can tune into that or not, it's up to us. If catching a cold when you get wet is something that people around you have believed, then you tap into that and you experience it. If someone, if you have the belief that something is contagious and you hold that belief, then so it is for you. Thinking about uh, being in water and getting a cold and things like that, um, our son, when he was uh, a youngster, was out riding his bicycle with another neighborhood boy and it started raining as they were riding. And the other boy said, quick, we have to get in out of the rain. Our son's name is Timothy. Timothy said, why? And he said, so that we won't get sick. And he came home so puzzled. Why would someone think that they were going to get sick if they get wet? And his logic was, I don't get sick when I take a shower. <laughs> so that's very true, isn't it? And so um, this can seem very clear to us at some times and in some situations and so very unclear it at other times and in other situations. 
So what I want to share with you today are some thoughts that are not new thoughts at all. Um, we all know these things, but I don't know, I think we just need reminders every now and then. So there are four things I wanted us to be reminded of today. First of all, we are an individual and the rest of the world cannot give anything to us and the rest of the world cannot take anything away from us. We are responsible for our choices. So how we are responding to the world around us or mass consciousness around us as far as what we think could be added to us or taken away from us really comes down to our choice in allowing that to happen. But we are still responsible for that choice. The second thing is we have ownership, shall we say, or responsibility for our own bodies, our own emotions, our own thoughts, our own feelings. These are instruments that we use and we're responsible for them. So what we think about ourselves is the most important thing of all. Other people can think a whole variety of things, but it has nothing to do with us unless we buy into it, unless we make it our thought. Third, we have a higher self. Every one of us, each and every one of us, no matter what tradition or culture or whatever, we have a higher self. We call it by many different names. But we have a higher self, an inner being, that is directly connected to the infinite source of all that is. The source of life, the source of love, the source of joy, this God, if you will. And it is the best teacher that any of us could ever have. It is the best guidance counselor. It's the best friend. It's the best advisor that we ever could have. And so it's being aware of it and listening to it that is so all important in our lives. Listening to it. It's, it is the best thing that any of us could ever do for ourselves. Listen to that still small voice that Linda sang so beautifully of. Third, excuse me, fourth, I guess that was the third. Fourth, behind our higher self or beyond our higher self is the same power that forms not only this universe but universes beyond end. The same power that is used to create anything seen and unseen is the same power that we are connected to. Through our higher self, we are connected to it. So we can rightfully say the same power that was in Jesus Christ is in you and is in me. The same power that was in any great sage or saint or teacher or leader throughout the ages is in you 
and is in me. And it's good to remember this. And it's good to remember that we're never shut out from or, or never separated from the omnipotence, the all power that is. The next time you look in awe at the vastness of the stars and the planets and you think about the power behind all of this, that, that created all of this, that, that sustains all of this, that keeps everything in perfect balance and keeps, keeps the planets in motion and so on, stop and realize that this is the same power in you and the same power in me. And we are not separated from it. And we are part of the whole. And so to experience greater good in our lives, we need to make sure that we are in alignment with that greater good. And as we expand our understanding of that greater good, the more we open ourselves to possibilities and uh, experiences of good. So it's all about being a match to what we want. Being a match to what we want. In other words, the power, this, the, uh, this, this infinite power that we're talking about, it is going to take the form that we give it through our thoughts and feelings or our consciousness. And so we want to think about what we're being a match to and what the form is that we're giving to this infinite power. Recently I game, came across again that quote from um, Richard Bach in the book Illusions. Argue for your limitations and they are yours. Argue for your limitations and they are yours. And many times we passionately and and compellingly will argue that some good that we want can't be ours because of some limitation that we've accepted. But again, this energy is neutral and it takes the form of whatever limitation we accept for ourselves. And the more we argue why nothing good ever happens to us, the more we convince ourselves of it, and the more we convince ourselves of it, the more it seems that we're closed off from the very thing that we want. Robert Anthony, a psychologist that Larry and I got to know, would say there are reasons or results. It's one or the other. Never both. Now stop and think about it. We can have our reasons, but we won't have our results that we want. And to have the results that we want, we have to give up the, the reasons, the limitations that we've accepted for ourselves. So if we think that something is limiting us, then it is. If we think and say that we're born to lose, we are. If we say and think that nothing ever works out for us, 
It doesn't. If we think and say there's, we're never in, in the place where the good things are happening, so it is. So it is unto us. And the more we argue for this, the more, and the more we cling to it, the more we allow it to block our good. And when we get a mental picture of how all this works, is it any wonder that it seems that our prayers, our desires, do not happen for us? Because we've put such blocks in the way. Our good comes to us by way of our working with the law that operates in life. The route by which the universe gets our good to us is the route that we open up so that it can get to us. So today I'd like us to just again take a look at what we may have been saying stands in our way of being and doing whatever it is that we want to be or do. If you want to be or do something, do you argue that you're too old or too young to do it? If you want to do or be something, do you argue that your past stands in the way of your being and doing it? Do you argue that you would like to do this or that in your life, but your job doesn't pay enough? Or do you argue that how you look physically stands in the way of having companionship, having your partner, your perfect partner in life? You see, these can be facts in our life. All of these things can be facts. Our age, our education, um, how we look physically, etc., etc. These all can be facts in our life. But facts always change. And our, how we deal with the facts is what is all important. Another thing that people argue for, and I think probably this is the greatest argument that any of us ever get into with ourselves, and that is that we're only human. That we're only human. How long has it been since you've heard this statement like that? Well, after all, I'm only human, you know. No, you're not. And yet, people say this, you know, as if, don't expect too much from me. Or, or we'll say it about ourselves. I can't expect too much of myself, because after all, I'm only human. So, what I want to remind each of us today is that we're not only human. We may be expressing in a form that is made up of the, the elements of this dimension. Our vehicle that we're using may look a certain way or function a certain way, but we are so much more than this. And so it's really a lie that we're only human, because we're not. But if we believe the lie, then it stands in the way of our being what we can be.
The truth is there is a spirit within you and me and within each one that is never limited, that is limitless. But it's up to us to stop telling ourselves these lies and remove the blocks so that our good can flow. In a nutshell, this is how life works. None of us gets any further than the limitations that we accept for ourselves. There is no God outside of us that is determining how much good we can have or that is withholding any good from us. And think about it this way. In a similar way, the sun does not determine how much light you allow into your home. You determine that. And so it is with all of the good of life. But no matter what choice we've made in the past, this is always a new opportunity, a new choice. We've come forth to be co-creators. We've come forth to be co-creators in an unlimited universe. And if we aren't pleased ever with how our life is, is playing out, then we can make a different choice. And you know, just wishing that things will change won't make it happen. Just wishing won't make it happen. But making sure that our thoughts and our feelings are a match to what we want will make it happen. So today, this week, I invite you to take a look at what you've been saying. Be aware of when you're making statements that aren't a match to what you want. Statements that are uh, more on the negative line than on the positive. And when you see something that isn't what you, that isn't a match to what you really want, then stop. Stop. Don't beat yourself up. Don't hammer yourself over the head. But just stop and say something like, well, I don't really want that. I don't really believe that that's true. I don't really accept that for myself anymore. And then go in a different direction. If something's not a match to what we really don't want, then figure out a way to say it in the most positive way you can. Sometimes people say, well, I can't afford whatever it is that I want. And then and, and these are the facts in the checkbook. And these are the facts as far as job or whatever. And, and the, the positive to that is, it isn't wisdom for me to do that right now. Never say, I can't afford. You can't afford to say that. <laughs> Never say it. It isn't wisdom right now. Or I choose to use my resources in a different way right now. But I can't afford closes the door to our good. The same with health and, and joy and peace and anything good that we want. Self-responsibility is the only responsibility there is. And you are responsible for your life and I'm responsible for mine. 